This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm J.J. Stankovitz, joined every week by Colts Ring of Honor wide receiver Bill Brooks. Bill, today the Colts snap a three-game losing streak. They win 27-13 to over the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. I just got back from North Carolina, Bill. We are taping this late on Sunday night. It'll probably be out for our listeners Monday morning. But, Bill, this is a game that to me, is defined by one thing and really one person, and that is Kenny Moore II <laughs> coming up with two pick sixes. He becomes the first player in Colts history to have two pick sixes two de- or two defensive touchdowns, by the way, in a single game. And, Bill, just knowing Kenny the way that, that you do, the way that we all kind of do here, To me, I wrote this on Colts.com. It was another remarkable chapter in a remarkable story that Kenny Moore II has been writing and is still writing with the Colts to pull off the game like he had today to end the Colts losing streak. Yeah, a young man that's come in and has worked hard. I mean, last year wasn't the year that he really wanted, um, and he would tell you that, um, that he thought he should have had a better year last year, and he came in this year with the – uh, something to prove, not to everyone else, but to himself, that he can play at a high level. And the young man that's been just working hard, being a leader out there on the football field, um, not just from a physical standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint, studying film, watching, getting better, um, and helping the young guys out. And, you know, not just so much telling young guys what to do, but just showing what uh, – you should do as a veteran to prepare for each and every week in the National Football League. And, you know, some weeks, you know, you, you just don't get the numbers because maybe uh, you don't have the opportunities. But eventually it's going to come your way. And when the opportunity comes your way to make a play, you're going to have to make a play. And Kenny did that today. He made two big plays uh, with the pick sixes uh, for himself and for the defense and to help this coach team to break that three-game losing streak and, he played well today along with a lot of other guys on defense. Yeah, we'll get into some of those other guys. Um, but, Bill, opposing quarterbacks, when they target Kenny Moore the second this year, they have a <laughs> 69.5 passer rating, the lowest passer rating for a regular starting quarterback in 2023 is 70.5. That would be Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. So quite literally, Bill, when a quarterback targets Kenny Moore in coverage, that quarterback plays like the worst quarterback in the NFL. That is what Kenny Moore is doing to opposing quarterbacks this year. Whether it and it's not, you know, he's three three interceptions is one thing, but the tackling that he has, he doesn't allow yak. Um, you know, if you look at he gave up five catches today against the the Panthers, according to Pro Football Focus, but three of those came when it was 27-13. So he only gave up two catches when the game was still kind of in question. He's just, he's, you mentioned the 2022 season, Bill. 
And that feels so far in the rearview mirror. That feels yes. so much like a blip on the radar in Kenny's career as opposed to the start of a trend for Kenny. And that is a testament to the work that he put in from the moment he arrived back in Indianapolis in April for OTAs. I remember talking to some people around the building, Bill, who all told me this is like June, like Kenny's going to be really good this year. They saw it back then. And that is exactly what we are seeing now halfway through the 2023 season. Yeah, when he came into the building this year, he had a laser focus on working to get better and not just for himself, but for the defense as well. And I'm sure he felt a little bit more comfortable in, in the defense, uh, being second year in the defense of Gus Bradley. And you know what? When he goes out there, he, he plays very, very aggressive. And for him to play aggressive, it helps him uh, be the person that he wants to be or be the leader he wants to be out there in the football field. I mean, he has tight coverage. You very rarely see the man that Kenny has has much separation at all. And Kenny's not only there just to pick the ball off, but he's broke up a lot of passes as well. And to me, those are those are big plays for the defense. And as you mentioned earlier, JJ, tackling. I mean, people don't people always look at defensive backs or either getting interceptions or breaking up a play, knocking the ball down, uh, recovering a fumble, things like that. But to me, tackling is a huge thing for defensive backs because a lot of times they're the last resort to stopping people from getting first downs, from getting big runs, from getting, from getting touchdowns. And Kenny's done a nice job of tackling people. I mean, not just receivers, but tackling running backs uh, coming out of the backfield and also putting pressure on quarterbacks, sometimes coming off the slot and uh, blitzing and hopefully making a sack and hitting the quarterback. So Kenny does a lot out there on the football field for the defense and especially from that nickel position, uh, covering the slot wide receivers and just doing a nice job out there for the defense. So the Colts defense today allows 3.9 yards per play. Uh, that's 275 yards on 71 plays. Carolina goes seven to 16 on third down. And even those numbers, Bill, are a little bit juiced by kind of the end of the game. Yes. Um, it, it was better than that. The thing that I want to I want to talk about here as we kind of move on from Kenny this defense set a tone early in the game that I think had been kind of missing in recent weeks. On Carolina's first four drives of the game, they ran 14 plays and gained 11 yards. That's good for 0.8 yards per play. And in that, Bryce Young completed three of six passes for 10 yards and was sacked twice. I think, Bill, those four drives to begin the game had a cumulative effect on the rest of this game for the Colts defense because you look at on the fifth drive, that was when Kenny had his first pick six. And DeForest Buckner was all over the backfield. He was, you know, chasing Bryce Young down like a banshee. You had Eric Johnson and Quiddy Pay getting in there on a sack. Uh, you, you had just tons and tons of pressure and good coverage and good tackling that eventually it kind of felt like Bryce Young was going to force something. He was going to make a mistake under pressure. And that's exactly what happened when Isaiah Land and Jake Martin, rotational defensive ends, collapse the pocket on Bryce Young. He tries to throw, uh, you know, kind of throws a bit of a, a, a floater and Kenny picks it off. But I thought that first, those first four drives in the first half really just set the tone 
for this being a game where the Colts defense could really kind of put their foot down on Carolina's offense. Yeah, and that's a credit to the whole defense. Uh, what they did to the Carolina Panthers going out there and stopping them, I think, on, if I'm not mistaken, the first three of the first four drives, I think they went three and out, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And that says a lot about the defense. You know, they came out with a mission that they wanted to set a tone um, that the defensive front is going to put some pressure on the quarterback. The defensive front is going to uh, slow down or stop the run. And they're going to do that in, in concert with the secondary, meaning to stop the pass. So they're going to get pressure on the quarterback and make sure that they get to the quarterback so the guys in the back there, the defensive backs, can stick with those receivers and stay with them and and not give Bryce Young any uh, room to throw the ball and also put pressure on Bryce Young for him to get the ball out quick. So kudos to the defense. Kudos to the defensive front for what they did and putting pressure on uh, Bryce Young and also doing a good job against the run of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the first half, it go, for Carolina, they punted on each of their first four possessions, and one of those is the, the muffed punt that Isaiah McKenzie lost. Carolina yep. recovers that at their own 48, and you're thinking, okay, you know, th- this is kind of a shot for Carolina to get some points here, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't. They gain yep. a net of one yard after yep. that punt. Um, so great job by the Colts defense in that situation to kind of, you know, turn things around and, you know, you feel like you got off the field, you got a three and out, and then you got to go right back out there. That was that was really impressive to me, Bill, that possession. Um, but again, like, you know, Bryce Young didn't have, he didn't have a ton of time to throw. And nope. The pressure in a lot of cases came up the middle. Yes. And on a, a quarterback of Bryce, and, and no quarterback likes pressure up the middle, right? But exactly. When you're Bryce Young's stature, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's almost worse in that because when, when Bryce Young can't step into throws, you know, you, you look at, we've seen Anthony Richardson play here. Anthony Richardson has incredible natural arm talent. Bryce Young can make those throws, certainly, but when he can't step into them and really let them rip, that's when you see kind of those kind of floating ducks like Kenny picked off uh, on both of those instances. Exactly. And not just floating ducks, but also when he tries to throw it sidearm, you have the guys in his face and he's trying to find an angle or window to get the ball out so the ball won't get batted down and try and get it to the receivers. Sometimes he throws a sidearm and you know what? Those are those are the players. A lot of times, like it picked off, or you know, someone can bat them down. And you know, DeForest had a couple of balls batted down today. So you know, getting in the face of Bryce Young. So those are the things that uh, those are problems that the defensive line causes when they get pressure up the middle. The guy doesn't. People don't like to have pressure in their face. They want to be able to see downfield. And as you mentioned, um, because of Bryce's stature, not being all that tall uh, makes it difficult a lot of times for him to see down the field. I mean, you got guys getting in his face and putting the hands up. It makes it even that more uh, complicated for the quarterback to complete the passes. So give uh, the defensive front some credit. Give the def- the whole defense some credit. They did a nice job of, of actually putting pressure on, on Bryce Young and also um, stepping up when they had to. When, Like you said, when Isaiah McKenzie muffed the – the punt return there and 
and they recovered. Defense went out there and did their job. You know, Carolina got good field position, but it didn't make a difference. The defense went out there, did their job, um, and they did that all day. They just wanted to put pressure on Bryce Young. They wanted to cover the receivers tight, and they did that. And they got some turnovers. They got three turnovers today, which is a big plus for the defense, uh, creating turnovers and giving the uh, offense an opportunity to score some points. Bryce Young was pressured on 18 of his uh, 48 dropbacks today. When he was under pressure, he went 7 of 12 for 34 yards, two interceptions, four sacks. He did scramble twice, but that was a pass yard, yards per attempt of 2.8 and a passer rating of 23.6 when he was under pressure. So that that was working. And this was a game where it it kind of felt like Again, early on, the Colts got that pressure going. And then the defense as a whole, you saw the coverage play really well uh, in concert with that pressure, helping lead to some of those pressures. And then you saw Kenny get in there. Saguna Luby got an interception late in the game. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the, this was a game where the, the coverage and the pass rush worked as well together as we have seen all season. Yeah, and that's what you want. You just want the guys. You, you know, you want you want. You know, we talk about complementary football, meaning offense, defense, special teams playing together. But you also want to see that on on a on a one unit where the defensive line and the um, secondary and the linebackers are all playing together, and you know it it, it goes hand in hand, and those guys are working well together. So it 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 it's uh, nice to see, and when you have a unit working together like that a lot of good things come out of it you know as we said Kenny um, getting those interceptions the pick sixes for the touchdown of Luby getting the ball back to the offense as well giving them the opportunity um, to go down and and score but didn't need to score because it's at the end of the game Um, so it was nice to see the defense work like that and you know what they've played aggressive all year um, but today they looked like they were playing real fast out there in the football field and looked like the Panthers didn't, just did not have a lot of room to do a lot of different things of, as far as running the ball and also um, when receivers did catch the ball, having much room uh, to run after the catch. I think there was one long uh, pass to the tight end, yeah. I think that was it was. The Hurst, yeah. The Hurst, that was, he was wide open, I think, on the touchdown pass um, that they had. They had. Um, so there was only two plays to me that right off the top of my head I can think of that, uh, you know, they had someone open and and they uh, made a, a play out of it. So give the defense credit. Um, they did a good job, nice job. And, you know, what? it's nice to it's nice to have the defense um, kind of, so to speak, pick up the offense. You know, the offense, yeah. of course, I'm sure they wanted to, uh, you know, score some more points themselves. Uh, they wanted to run the ball, I'm sure, a little bit better than what they did and and uh, just have some more yards uh, in general. But you know what? That happens in the National Football League. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. And um, sometimes you need a team, uh, a unit, I should say, to pick up the other unit and give the defense credit. They picked up the offense tonight. Daryl Baker Jr. today, we didn't hear his name much. Nope. He played uh, 48 snaps in coverage, which is every single one of Bryce Young's dropbacks. This, this to me, really stood out, Bill. So in the four games that Daryl Baker Jr. has 
played in. Mm-hmm. He allowed against Jacksonville in week one, 14.8 yards per reception. Against Houston in week two, 18.3 yards per reception. Against Cleveland in week seven, 14.3 yards per reception. Against the Panthers in week nine, 4.8 yards per reception. This was a, this wasn't just a, yeah, we didn't notice Daryl Baker. This was a good game, a straight up good game from Daryl Baker. And you really like to see that where obviously you hope Juju Brents can get back as soon as possible. But from a confidence building standpoint, this to me feels like a a really important game for Daryl Baker and you know whatever decision the Colts are going to go with at that outside corner spot until Juju Brents is ready to come back and play. Yeah, for a player, you know, a lot of times the biggest thing for a player a lot of times is confidence and opportunities. And if a player loses confidence, that can mean a world to a player and it could be very crushing for the player and uh, hard for the player to get out there and, and, you know, prove to your teammates, prove to the coaches that you deserve to be out there because you might not feel like you deserve to be out there yourself. But if you can have confidence and I don't, I don't think Daryl Baker lost any confidence for himself, but, if he uh, has the confidence and continues to go out there and play, you know, good things are going to happen. And it showed, you know, in this game here, the statue just read off that the young man went out there and played hard. And hopefully he had not lost any confidence. And hopefully if he did, this game right here um, can show himself that he could, that this game should show to him that you know what he's 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 got the talent to play in the National Football League. He can go out there and play when called upon, and he's a good football player. And he just needs to realize that and continue to do the things that got him to this point, and and don't change things and uh, just rely on his talent and rely on what he sees out there and his ability. And you know what, when he's called upon again and has an opportunity. I'm sure he'll play well and uh, go out there and do the best he can for the team. And the team, I'm sure, has confidence in him to go out there and, and play well and play at a high level. Speaking of that, just to, to kind of put a bow on the defense here, um, Eric Johnson, the second, gets his first career sack. Adetami Wai Adabare gets his first career sack. Saguna Luby steps in for Zaire Franklin at Mike Linebacker. He's got the green dot on his helmet communicating the defense. He gets his first career interception. Um all things that you just really like for a depth perspective of this team to say, all right, hey, these guys now have good tape. They have good tape that they, they've they shown they can do some things. Now you got to build on it. It's almost kind of like getting that first one out of the way. Okay, now you can start stacking on it. And one other thing to note here, Bill, Shaquille Leonard led the Colts with 10 tackles today. I thought he was pretty active. Um, especially against the run, and he now has continued to have a couple of pretty decent games in a row here. Yeah, it was good to see Shaq get out there and and, and do a nice job out there in the football field. But uh, hats off to the to the young guys, Alubi, uh, um, for playing out there and doing some nice things in, in regards to Alubi, of course, getting an interception and Adebayore getting his uh, first sack. So I'm happy for young guys that. Get you know a, a first accomplishment you know things like an interception, a sack, or a touchdown, whatever it may be, um, and you know they know now that they can do it. Uh, I'm sure they knew before, but 
actually having something tangible saying, hey, I got a sack. Um, I got an interception. They know they can do those things out there in the football field. And those guys played hard and they played well. I'm, I'm happy for those guys. And um, as long as they keep on working hard and studying the film, they'll be fine. And uh, it's nice to see those guys getting those accomplishments out there in the football field, stepping up when uh, called upon. Offensively, kind of a weird game for the Colts. They only gained 198 yards of total offense. They averaged 3.5 yards per play. That was less than the Panthers. But I don't know. When I think about this game plan, I just, I think this was a game where Shane Steichen really drilled into his team, do not turn the ball over. Because Carolina's offense, if the the Colts could, the way the game script is going, and they're getting pressure on Bryce Young, hey, if we don't turn the ball over, they will. And I don't want, I don't even think there's like a lot of like big picture takeaways I want to have from this game because, okay, Jonathan Taylor averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Gardner Minshew went 17 to 26 for 127 yards. But I don't know. I mean, they didn't turn the ball over and they just kind of let the game come to them on defense and Kenny Moore won them the game. I thought it was totally fine to, you know, the, the <laughs> way that things got schemed up. Oh, I agree with you. I, I think it was fine. And, and a lot of times when you go out and play, it's, you know, it's, hey, look, these are things we can do. Um, and these are things that we can do well. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be uh, big plays or trick trick plays. Just do the fundamental things. And one of the fundamental things in football is don't turn the ball over. Let's get positive yards. Um, let's not get far behind the change. Let's stay on on track there as far as trying to get first downs. And when you do those things, don't turn the ball over, uh, move the ball down the field, be efficient. That is what you can do. That helps you win ball games. And the thing you want is you want to have an opportunity at the end of the game to win the game. You want to be in the game at the end of the game. And the Colts were in command at the end of the game, um, and they had the opportunity to win the game, and they closed it out, and they won the game. So uh, give credit to the offense for what they did. I'm sure, of course, they want to have more plays. They want to have more explosive plays. They want to have uh, more yardage. But they did what they need to do to win the football game. And that's what you have to do. It's like playing – people say, oh, they only played the Panthers. Well, you know what? The Panthers were the team that were in front of the Colts tonight. Yep. That's all that matters. So that's who you have to beat. You can't worry about, well, who they didn't beat last week or who they have to play next week. The Panthers were in front of the Colts today. They played the Panthers, and they beat the Panthers. That's all that matters. You had to end the three-game losing streak. It it didn't matter if you were playing the Panthers or the Chiefs. You had to end it. It doesn't matter. Yes, you don't you, – you need to turn this thing around and – um, I like what Kenny said. He said, you know, winning this game just gives us an opportunity to stack another win next week. And that's what you want to do. You want to win this game to have another opportunity to stack another win on top of this win uh, this week um, when you play next week in uh, Germany. So just one other quick thing here on the offense. A couple of notable injuries. You know, Josh Downs came into this game. Uh, he was questionable with a knee. He only played 11 snaps before he exited the game. Uh, Shane Steichen was asked after the game if it was a new knee injury, and he said it was just the one he was dealing with during the week. Something to keep an eye on there. I think Downs leaving the game had a pretty significant impact on the Colts' offense, um, just in terms of how they were able to operate. He's a favorite target of Gardner Minshew's, a guy who is very reliable. 
uh, and, you know, and continue to kind of expand his role in this offense. So losing him definitely hurt. And then Drew Ogletree, another guy who has really expanded his role in the offense. He left the game in the second half with a foot injury. Uh, he was deemed doubtful, and then he did not return. I believe he did not return. Let me just go ahead and double check that. No, he did not return uh, after late in the third quarter. So two things to keep an eye on as we look ahead to the Patriots this week, because those are two guys, Bill, who have played really important roles in this offense, especially over the last few weeks. Yeah, they they play some big parts in the offense. And as you said, Gardner uh, feels very comfortable uh, with Josh in the, in the slot there, but I'm sure he's very comfortable with McKenzie. So um, hopefully Josh is can heal up and be ready to go uh, next week against New England. And uh, Ogletree, young guy that uh, I think everyone knows how we all feel about uh, Drew and, and what he does out there in the football field and how uh, he's made some big plays and throughout this, this year and that, we think that he can make even bigger plays um, as his career goes along, but you know, it was unfortunate for him that he had a foot injury and hopefully that will heal up. And so he can get back out there and, and make some plays and uh, give us uh, another weapon out there that uh, meant you can go to. And uh, the more weapons you have, the better off you're going to be. So hopefully these guys can heal up and the injuries aren't serious and they'll be able to play uh, next week against new England. All right, well, speaking of next week against New England, that is where the Colts' attention is going to turn as we put Carolina to bed. Going to be a busy week here on the Colts Audio Network. Colts Roundtable Live is out on Monday. We'll have the official Colts podcast Tuesday and Thursday. Wednesday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi. And then I will not be doing instant reaction next week. I'll be traveling (laughs) back from Frankfurt. So it'll be Casey Vallier and Bill Brooks on instant reaction next Sunday after the Colts play the Patriots at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time in Frankfurt. Um, I don't know, Bill, you catch you catch any of that Dolphins-Chiefs game in Frankfurt this morning? I caught a little bit of the game um, here and there. I, I missed the end. I, I actually, to be honest with you, I, I saw the beginning of the game. I don't know if it was – I want to say they were up 21 to nothing. And yep. then I kind of went went away from it, and then, um, then I went down to the studio, and then was that when I was down at the studio, I um, saw the end of the game, and I think I just all I saw was uh, two of falling on a ball, yeah, and and that was the oh I what the last play of the game, so that's the only thing I saw from there, and uh, realized it was twenty one to fourteen, so um, it looked you know feel looked good from. My perspective, like a great uh, atmosphere. They, yeah, looked like a great atmosphere. I knew only thing that was going on was I know a, a punt hit the, the scoreboard. <laughs> That's why I, I brought saw, it up, Bill. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> brought it up. I was hoping you were going to mention that. The punt I did hitting see the scoreboard. That. Yes, I saw the punt hit the scoreboard, and uh, the play has to stop, and they have to redo the redo it uh, again. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if that happens. Uh, well, I mean, I know I know it will happen, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it does happen uh, next week um, with um, the Colts and the Patriots. Rigoberto Sanchez, something to shoot for there. Just <laughs> hit it just for, a you know, just for fun, just for a bit, maybe. Yep. Um, all right. Well, again, that is going to be uh, next week. Casey Vallier is going to pinch it for me on instant reaction. And then it's the bye week. 
but the Colts have a shot at being 500 coming back from Germany. Casey Vallier and Bill Brooks will have your breakdown of Colts and Patriots right here on the Colts Audio Network next week. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Instant Reaction. For Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. We will talk to you next week after the Colts play the Patriots in Germany. So long.